Welcome to Frankly Speaking with State Representative Frank Ryan of the 101st Legislative District in Lebanon County. I'm Chuck Nichols. Representative Ryan, welcome to another report to your constituents. This week, we'd like to talk about the topic that is on everyone's mind in the Commonwealth. No, in the entire country, and that is election integrity in Pennsylvania. Boy, oh boy, have our election laws been played with in the last year. Some of that playing with has been done legally and properly, some of it not so much. And does that ever leave us in a position where we don't know what's going on? Frank, can you narrow down what has happened in the last year and why there's so much contention right now, especially after this vote? Chuck, this has probably been the most contentious issue I think I've seen since I've been even more so than property tax elimination. And I will tell you that a great deal of this happened as a result of the administration's procedures and policies that they put into effect relative to Act uh, 77, which was the major change that was put into play uh, in 2019 to reform the election laws, which allowed for mail-in ballots, uh, no straight party tickets, and some other election reforms to bring us kind of up to the 21st century. And it was as a result of, candidly, a court case that happened uh, as a result of the Green Party uh, and other parties challenging the prior election in 2016. So once that happened, then the Supreme Court, after the administration made some miscues, uh, then the Supreme Court got involved and candidly changed the law. In fact, a number of us were jokingly saying that Justice Wecht should get the award as the Legislator of the Year Award for how he tampered with the election law on something that was not written. He didn't interpret the law. He made it. Yeah, and we're talking about the difference between the responsibilities of the legislature and the responsibilities of the judicial branch. And, and the legislature has the power to make the laws. The judicial branch has the right to say, hey, that's unconstitutional. But it's supposed to send it back and say, legislature, redo it, not just write it out of whole cloth on their own. Well, that actually happened with the situation that happened with the drop boxes, as an example. Uh, the bill that we had had put on the table that the governor originally said he would work with us on, then he said he was going to veto. Uh, so after it got out of the House, it didn't move in the Senate because the governor said he was going to veto it. But we had actually drop boxes in, and we allowed for three days of pre-canvassing prior to uh, the day of the election so that on that uh, Saturday or that uh, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, they could actually be opening the envelopes but not counting the ballots because we thought that that would be problematic. And all the election boards said that that's what they wanted. Again, the governor changed his mind about what he was going to do. So the Supreme Court then, without authorization, extended the voting period by an additional three days. That created all sorts of confusion. You know, one of the things that I, I'm telling people across the board on this, this isn't about President Trump or Vice President Biden. It's not. This is about election integrity. If no matter who wins in Pennsylvania or in the United States, the public must believe that it was done fairly. If that's not done, we'll be fighting this battle for the next four years and perhaps the next century over what was stolen, what wasn't. And I go back to what happened in the 1960s with President Kennedy when there was irregularities believed and eventually uh, was determined to be the case in Illinois that gave him the presidency. And when you start to examine that and people losing confidence, 
in the election system. Don't be surprised then that we don't start getting 12 and 15 percent voter turnout. People saying, what's the use? Well, in my mind, I'd rather have this situation where we have 75 percent of the people vote, as we had in this last election, than getting elected because of 15 percent of the people who voted. It's a major problem. And as you said, integrity, believing that the vote counts, believing that the process has security, is accurate, and is fully open and transparent is really key here because we have so many factions right now that are belligerent or are pushing for crazy agendas that everybody can interpret these results in their own way. If you're not careful, if, if, if we don't all know this is accurate, this is true, everyone can kind of spin off and say Russian collusion or the Chinese did this or this this group really influenced this or rich people made this happen. It, 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 we need to have an understanding that, it, that we're all together in this. Absolutely. And this, the, the discussion we're having is about the safety and security of the election process itself. We haven't even begun to talk about the issues related to interference in the election beforehand, such as Facebook and Twitter uh, making it significantly more difficult for some people to use their platform than others, which in my mind is interference as well. I posted something on Facebook where I said I was equally as concerned about Russian and Chinese influence in our election and Iranian influence as I am about Twitter and Facebook. Uh, this idea of allowing the free and open exchange of ideas is one thing. What we're talking about, what I'm referring to here today, is about the actual election sanctity of the election process itself. And we had disparate treatment all over the place. I had a reporter make a comment to me. He said, well, tell me where there was election fraud. And I can tell you, we, I've received thousands of emails, of which maybe 10 or 15 are credible first-hand examples that we've referred those on to the appropriate legal counsel so that they can be reviewed. But I'll just give you an example. Four communities in, in Schuylkill County ran out of ballots before 6 p.m. on Election Day. And so how did those folks get to vote? Did they go home? Did they vote? Was that a voter suppression? Was it miscues? Was it an error? If it happens once, it's a miscue. If it happens in four districts in one county, is that incompetence? If it happens throughout the state, is that election interference? So we need to get to the bottom of these issues so that people have faith and confidence. I'm hearing from military members all across the country saying that they didn't get their ballot. They had put in a request. They didn't get it in time. Was that an attempt at voter suppression? Or was it just an, a miscue in the system? We need to get to the bottom of those issues. What can be done in this in that the legislature tried to pass laws, tried to get them signed into law and ended up having their efforts circumvented. Uh, what is the step that can be taken by lawmakers right now to try to get a grip on this? Is the audit the way? It, What's the best best way to find out the truth? I absolutely firmly believe, as we did after we did in the primary, which led to the reforms that we were trying to do that the governor changed his mind on, we did a commission after the primary, found out what the problems were. We got the feedback from all the counties and other election officials and citizen groups saying what their concerns were, and we crafted a bill to meet the majority of those concerns. Uh, I think we absolutely need to do the audit, an investigative audit of the system to find out what we need to improve, what happened. Was this election tampered with? Was there potential malfeasance? Uh, and so that we can uh, candidly, rationally, and securely certify the election results and then move forward. This has been Frankly Speaking with State Representative Frank Ryan.